Good afternoon. I'm the Tomorrow Christian today. I'm strong to the finish because I read my Bible. I'm the Tomorrow Christian today. Toot toot. Let's pray as before we read 1 Timothy 1 in the NLT. Dear Lord, I'm excited, I'm passionate. I thank you, Lord, for our church. I thank you for the Baptist Church. I thank you for the friends that I have in the church. And I thank you for the discussions we've had. But I think we need to be more purposeful, more intentional. And Lord, so for some of the things about theology and PhDs and seminaries and being able to teach and getting a degree, I don't really care that much, to be honest. I want to be respectful and everybody has a right to their hermeneutic. But we need to read your word first. We need to get back to the basics. And we need to uplift your word instead of man's educational hierarchy and tier about who's got what kind of degree. So please help us as we read your word, Lord. Amen. Yes, I had a men's breakfast today. Yes, a pastor came from a church. We li I like the guy. He's humble. He's meek. He was talking about what's going on in his own church. His church is like 165 years old, so it's even older than it was started before Canada was a country. And there's people in there who, who, who originally, their family line was going to this church. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And it's sad because this man who's, who's had a family in there for 165 years, you know, he's an old man. He's 93 years old. His kids don't go to church. And I thought, how sad this is the generation that doesn't bother with church anymore. And he was telling, you know, us about various things, about the programs, the seminary. And, you know, I respect education. I got a Bachelor of Science for five years. I struggled. I sometimes I was bored. Sometimes I really enjoyed it. I couldn't understand the periodicals. I'd get tired. I'd read Stephen King novels. I'd go down to Sigmund Samuel Library in University of Toronto. I'd try to study and I'd just get bored or fall asleep. And I was just so tired. And I just love learning, but I just don't seem to do it very well. And if people can do that and get a degree and it's going to help them to be able to teach, I'm, I'm cool with it. I just, why don't we just talk about the Bible more? What's the vision for the church? The ch vision for the church is Sunday school. More people should be coming to the Bible study. More people should be coming to the fellowship. More people should be coming to the sermons. I mean, those are just basic functions and we don't even have that because the interest is not there. So I just, I just want to read the Bible to just stoke that passion back in God's Word, to get people excited about Jesus Christ, to see Him as a leader, as someone who's confident, as someone who, who has the best interest for both men, men that are men, and women that are women. We don't want to rule over women here. This is not anti-woman. We don't have a patriarchal society, and I don't want to have a matriarchal society either. The matriarchy and the patriarchy does not work without God. It doesn't work and nothing works without God. I don't care how buttered up it is, how many good words there are, how many seminaries, how many degrees you have. If God is not in it and all it is is education, pride, entitlement and ego, nothing works because Jesus said, I am humble and meek because meek people can learn. Meek people are teachable. Meek people are malleable. Meek people can bend the knee to God and say, Lord, I might be wrong about this. I might have to change the way I think. Let's read 1 Timothy 1. This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. 
appointed by the command of God our Savior in Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. I am writing to Timothy, my true son in the faith. Aww. May God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Paul was a really smart man, seemed to be kind of a loner. I've heard many things. His wife left him, he was a widower, he never got married. But you know what? He still was capable of relationships. Very smart man, very wise man. In fact, somebody said that Romans was actually teaching at Harvard Law. They would actually teach Romans because it was so theological, it was so logical that they taught it as part of Harvard Law. Does Harvard Law still teach Romans? I mean, is it just like, oh, this is an interesting book or this is law, this is, this is how this is God thinks. God, God is using this man, Paul, to teach us about the law because the part of loving Jesus, loving God is discipline. And there seems to be a complete lack of discipline in the Christian church. Everybody's sloppy and messy and casual and why? You don't run a company like this. I've never seen I've never seen the I've never seen the women uh, in at, at my work ever come uh, to the place and they've got ripped up holes in their jeans. I've never seen this. I, I just I don't like this style. I see women come in with all their holes in their knees and stuff. It's I where 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 did this come from? I've never seen women VP dress like this. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's the inside that counts. Really? The outside is indicative of what's inside. Call me judgmental. Okay? Call me judgmental because this casual approach to Christ and God, I don't think it's taking us anywhere. It's taking us to doom, friends. And I always say, I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. And I really don't care if people want to listen to my two cents diatribe. I really don't care. I'm here to read the Bible. Read the Bible and think about it for yourself. You decide between you and God and your conscience, which is the Holy Spirit, I guess. You decide what is right and decent. But have a care with God. He's holy. And if you want to be holy like God, you better start thinking that way. When I left for Macedonia, I urge you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussion of myths and spiritual pedigrees. That sounds like something that he said in Titus. These things only lead to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. Some of these hermeneutics, obviously, in school, they're just nothing but speculations. Oh, um, this is my, this is my uh, hermeneutic. This is my belief. I don't agree with your hermeneutic. <gasps> You're questioning the word of God? No, I'm questioning your speculation that you got out of the Bible. Everybody thinks that their speculation is exegesis. Everybody does. You know what that's called? It's called pride. Your, your opinion from scriptures is eisegesis because nobody knows exactly what except God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, whatever the Holy Spirit actually is. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love, that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. I didn't hear anything here about all this, knowing all these ideas. It says filled with love, with disciplined love, self-sacrificial love. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. <laughs> I feel like, Paul, I feel like there's no coincidence that I'm doing this today because I didn't hear things that were bad when I went to the lunch with the other guys. I just heard things that were like not important to me. 
I just heard things like it doesn't matter. I don't care if you have a PhD. You can have a PhD about Jesus in the Bible. You can know 50,000 languages in the Bible if you're not meek and humble. Meek and humble people go to heaven. People who are proud and entitled, they don't go anywhere. They want to be known as leaders of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they are talking about even though they speak so confidently. <laughs> I wish I could memorize the Bible, honestly. I wish I could just call up stuff in my head um, when I hear people talking. We know that the law is good when used correctly. For the law was not intended for people to, to do what is right. Um, here, here's the part that really confused me as a guy that came out of a Sabbath church. Okay, because I was like, okay, you got to go to church on the Sabbath. You got to be clean. You got to be disciplined. And all of a sudden he's saying the law is not intended for people to do what's right. I'm t uh, we're teaching that we're saved by keeping the law. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their father or mother or commit other murders. The law is for people who are sexually immoral or who practice homosexual, uh, who practice a certain way of life or are slave traders, liars, promise, keep breakers, or those who do anything else that contradicts the wholesome teaching that comes from the glorious good news entrusted to me by our blessed God. This is kind of shocking to me. It seems that these churches that go after, yeah, it's like translation in tomorrowese. Um, the law is like training wheels. We need training wheels for people who don't know how to ride a bike. Once you figure it out, what do you need the training wheels for? If you call yourself a Christian, why are you living under the law? You go to church on any day you want, whether it's Saturday or Sunday or Thursday night or Tuesday morning, whatever you want. You can call that church. Hey, I go to church on Tuesday morning. Cool. Does anybody else go with you? Yeah, great. That's church. That's your Sabbath? Hey, fantastic. Why? But hey, no problem. But somehow it's like the things I heard before, I wonder the people that actually, did they actually read these parts of the Bible? They actually read the New Covenant. That being said, a lot of people in the New Covenant churches seem very undisciplined, very un, very lawless. They don't seem to know the Bible. They don't seem to care. They don't seem to read it. They show no interest in it. Ken Ham says the church, church attendance is declining. Church attendance is declining. Love is declining. Lawlessness is increasing. Narcissism is increasing. You know what's going to happen now? Look at all these dudes on YouTube. They got all these channels, you know, all these different guys talking about. These guys are not believers, but they're basically saying they don't even want to date women anymore. They're so afraid of them because they're afraid they're going to be taken into court or somebody's going to, something is going to be said against them. No women, no men, no marriages, no kids. Marriage is declining because, because people just want to live by entitlement and pride and ego. And when they don't, when when they get married, and it's like, hey, I don't feel anything about you anymore. I'm gonna, I'm, you don't do anything for me anymore. I'm gone. I'm taking the kids. Bye. That's the end. That that's it, man. Like like the guy is saying that society is declining. Like an unbeliever is basically verifying the scriptures. I, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Uh, uh, guys that I just had breakfast, lunch with, they would never look at YouTube. I mean, they know YouTube is there. They won't search YouTube. I do ask for wisdom. I do pray. I do read the Bible. Look what we're doing here. I'm reading the Bible and I'm giving you my two cents diatribe. Hey, you don't have to listen to my diatribe. 
but I know that people are listening to the Bible. I'm reading the NLT. But when I read the Bible and I see what YouTube, the people on YouTube who are not Christians are basically verifying what happens to society and to relationships when you don't do it God's way. It comes to powder. Verse 12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people. Oh, he's pretty, pretty humble. He's admitting his wrong. He's taking accountability and responsibility, something of which narcissistic people, whether you be a man or a woman, don't do. Narcissists do not take responsibility for anything. They do not take accountability for their own actions. They don't own their 50. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Okay. He says he did it in ignorance. He still killed people though. Stephen is still dead, my friends. There are still consequences. His eyes were probably messed up because God probably had to reach him through that light or that vision. And his eyes were probably messed up for, the, for his entire life because he was so stubborn and so hard-hearted and so insolent thinking what he was doing is right that God basically had to sh shine a miniature sun, S-U-N, S-O-N, into his eyes to say, hey buddy, wake up. But his eyes are wrecked up forever. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Haven't we all made mistakes? Haven't we all done wrong and did stupid things and things we regret we never did? But now it's time to, to, to move on and to repent and say, Lord I'm, Lord, I'm sorry I did wrong here. Please forgive. What else am I doing wrong? What else can I give you? What else can I surrender to you? I caught myself in the same boat. I'm kind of ashamed of some of the things I've said and done. When you're a Christian, your life's going to be hard, but... I think to myself, I did a lot of stupid things. My life is harder than it should have been. I have to take responsibility for some of the hardness of my life. I, I should have read the Bible sooner. I should have cracked it open earlier. I can't blame somebody else. My I, This guy was coming to the church and he was saying, oh, uh, I was taught wrong, I was taught wrong, and now he's not coming anymore. Like, buddy, like you said that, but you gotta take responsibility for yourself. Whether you were taught wrong or not, hey, that's not nice. But now you're an adult. Now it's time to teach yourself right. He's not coming no more. He just kept on saying that as if it was an excuse, like, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And he's just gone. I can't understand this. God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Oh, so nice. You know, my friends, I, 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 I take responsibility for myself. I take responsibility. I didn't read the Bible. I didn't have to bash people who taught me wrong things, whether they're whether people taught, taught them wrong things or whether they're deceived or they're not deceived or or they're deceived now, but they'll be undeceived later, it makes no matter to me. I'm responsible for myself. As Mark Driscoll would said, I apply law to myself and grace to others. You are responsible for yourself. You can't blame, I mean, sure. Some people in this world have been dealt a really hard deck of cards. 
come from an abusive family, a hurting family, a lot of abuse, physical, mental, emotional. I, I'm, you have my compassion and my sympathy. I came from an amazing family. Two amazing parents who were also themselves broken, had lots of fights, but we didn't have any kind of abuse, no alcoholism, no gambling, no womanizing, nothing like that in my family. My parents were fantastic to each other. They had their fights, believe me. My dad's in Barbados right now. He's coming to work out. All the guys in the gym want to see this guy. They want to see if I'm talking about a unicorn, if, unicorn, if he's actually really alive. <laughs> he's 93 years old. You know why he's doing walk, walking around doing as well as he is? Because of God's grace. It's not because of his genetics. That's good stuff too, but it's because of God. Nothing to do with us. It's because of God's grace. We just We just prayed, but... We're no better than anybody else. We're just lucky. We're just lucky. Some people aren't dealt such luckiness. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battles. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. Oh man, don't, don't, don't violate your conscience. Your conscience is the Holy Spirit. I don't know if it's your Holy Spirit or if it's just God's voice in your head. Just do what's right, man. Guys, don't don't use women. Don't hurt women. Be kind to them. Date them. Treat them like like they matter. Ladies, he's he's a broken dude. Don't beat him up too much because he didn't talk, or he didn't have all the money, or he didn't have the salary you wanted. Please, like this whole society is just sliding. Hymenus and Alexander are two examples. I threw them out and handed them over to Satan so they might learn not to blaspheme God. That's an odd thing to say. Well, he may, maybe he means he just, you know, just give them personal space. Like, hey, they're prodigal sons right now. I've handed them over to Satan. They've gone out into the world. Maybe they'll come back. I would like to think they did. God bless.